Hello, kids. Hey, kids. You sound like John Sterling as he's stepping up to the microphone. It's an A-bomb from A-Rod. And Susan Waldman introduces him. Oh, John, this is the best day for all Yankee fans out there. Look at the fans out there. And even though John has done about 5,000 games in his career, he's still caught off guard and has something in his mouth when Susan introduces him. Oh, thank you, man. Susan, I thank you. Oh, excuse excuse me. Um, And uh, the Yankees win. The Yankees did win. The Yankees lose. (laughs) (laughs) So week four happened. We're officially a quarter of the way through the NFL season. Yeah. Except for the Steelers and Titans. Yeah. They can go F themselves. Yes. But um, we have for you, again, mm. fantastic show. How was that McMuffin? Oh, my turkey sausage. Turkey sausage. Good. See, Matt is uh, is healthy with his meats. He, he likes the turkey. Support your local business and you'll get some Dunkin'. Absolutely. Boston's local. So today we have, of course, the fastest 69 seconds. We now, for the second week in a row, will have... What's today? Tuesday. Taco Tuesday? (laughs) Taco Tuesday! Yep. (laughs) After the fastest 69 seconds, we have the call with Henry Quinlan. Actually, ASMR brought to you by me. We'll just open up the lines... And maybe he'll call. We, uh, we'll have open lines today. Call us at 617-775-0985. The hub. The spud. The spud. Yes. The we'll sp- spontaneously have Matt's quick hits with music, of course. And then we'll break down these games for you. New England, of course. The Buccaneers, of course. The Bills, of course. And then by popular demand on our Instagram poll, which definitely exists, uh, the 49ers and Eagles, and then the Browns and the Cowboys. So, packed show today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm like a white Stephen A. with the Cowboys fans. <laughs> how about them Cowboys? How how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? What are they, one and three? Um, how they about are, these Jets? They Yeah, everyone sucks in football besides... Sucks and blows. Besides the Buccaneers. Besides the Buccaneers. And welcome. Yes. Welcome to season. Season dose. Episode. Episode 26. Yes, it is. Fuck yeah. And we have hell of a show. I am uh, bubbling over in anticipation, John. John, this is going to be great. All right. That was an abrupt little turn off of music, but too, too bad it wasn't. It's not John Nance, so I could merge <laughs> Susan Wallman and Tony Romo together. <laughs> Here's an, another abrupt start of music, Matt. Oh shit! It is time. Week four. Boom! For the fastest. Sixty-nine seconds. Sixty-nine seconds. Nice. And point six nine seconds. <laughs> we first start in New Jersey. In the Meadowlands, where Sam Darnold was yeeting and skeeting his way 50 yards for a touchdown. Haven't seen Josh Allen do that yet. And <laughs> Brett Rippin was ripping it. Rip? Rip! All over the football field to the Jets, to the Broncos, and to the end zone. 37 28. Broncos win. 
We head to the great Cincinnati, Ohio, where Joe Burrow is looking for his first win. He got his first tie last week, and he's facing the Minshew Mania Jacksonville Jaguars. But Joe Burrow threw his way to his first win and beat Minshew Magic. Minshew's lost how many in a row? They're 0-2 on the road. Joe Burrow's 1-1 at home. 33-25. Bengals win. We now head to Jerry World, where all the John Walker and whores couldn't stop the Cleveland Steamer from taking a giant dump on the Texas Star. Who's Odell Beckham? OBJ. Running all wild, taking not one, but dropping a deuce on them with two touchdowns. The deuce. <laughs> and Dak Prescott, once again, playing for his contract. Two for 500 yards. But it wasn't enough. 49-38. The Cleveland Steelers. We head to Detroit. And Detroit actually got up early. They were up 14-0 against the Drew Brees New Orleans Saints. But it was Brees and the Saints who then put up how many points in a row? Well, they just put up a lot in a row. But the Lions put up the last 15, but it was too little, too late. And the Lions dropped this one. They fall to 1-3. and three. What's on deck for Matt Patricia? Maybe the same medicine as Bill O'Brien? Who knows? 35-29 Saints win. We now head to Miami, where the Seattle Mr. Unlimiteds take on the Fitzmagics in a hotly steamy contested football game down in the, the Florida World Gables crack house where Mr. Unlimited unleashed two touchdowns and one pick in the end zone as the Seattle Super Seahawks beat the Miami Dolphins 31-23. Boom! We head to Tampa Bay! Tampa Bay! And New England! Oh no! I mean Tom Brady fell down 17 points at home. Oh, but it's Tom Brady, so he was of course gonna lead a comeback and he threw five touchdowns to five different receivers. Tom Brady looked sharp. Ronald Jones ran for over a hundred. It was a good day in the bay. And Tampa Bay won 38-31. Bucks win. We now head to the Battle of the Beltway, where the Ravens take on the Redskins. <laughs> where Dwayne Haskins, the better of the two quarterbacks, threw for 300 yards, but it wasn't enough. As the Baltimore Ravens ran their way to a 31-17 victory. Whoop, whoop. We head to Carolina and Teddy B. H2O again without Christian McCaffrey. Have the Panthers won two games without McCaffrey? Yes, they have. And they beat Matt's fantasy quarterback, Kyler Murray. Panthers 31, Cardinals 21. We now head to the Battle of the Suck Bowl, where the Minnesota Vikings play the Houston Texans, the first worst team in the state of Texas, where Deshaun Watson Poor old Deshaun carried his football team to 23 old football points, but that was not enough as the best quarterback of all time, Kirk Cousins, scored 31 in a 31-23 crap fest that no one wanted to watch. We head to Los Angeles, and it was a little smoky there, but 
Judgment Day. It was coming. Oh, wait. No, the Giants still have not scored a touchdown in about the last 150 minutes of gameplay. So the Rams put up a whopping 17 points. And it was a pretty bleak and average day for Jared Goff and the Rams. They win 17-9. Giants own four. We now head to the Windy City where the Bears took on the Indianapolis Colts in the battle of who's going to win the presidential election. <laughs> and Big Dick Nicholas dropped a whole 11-inch burger on them. But it wasn't enough as Philip Rivers and the daggum Indianapolis Colts scored 19 football points. 19-11. Colts win. We head to Las Vegas where the Raiders and the Death Star took on the Buffalo Bills and it was Cole Beasley going head over heels for Josh Allen to make the touchdown grab and Stephon Diggs looked good again. He went over 100 and Josh Allen, oh boy, he looks good. And the Bills, they're 4-0. They're 2-0 on the road. Oh boy. You know what, Matt? No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Bills, 30. Raiders, 23. We now head to the second suck bowl of the night where the Philadelphia Eagles took on the San Francisco 49ers JV football team. And Carson Wentz finally was able to get out of the slump by doing nothing. While Nick, Nick Mullins, lesser of the Knicks, was able to throw two touchdown passes to two teams. Two? Two? Doses everywhere as the 49ers are now two and two. Eagles 25, 49ers 20. I'm gonna take this next one. As the New England Patriots bumbled and stumbled their way the day of into Kansas City, where Cam Newton watching from his couch, hopefully not too dead from the COVID. Watched Brian Caillou Hoyer throw the ball everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Getting a sack at the end of the first half to kill the drive. Oh, I love that. I didn't break anything. 26-10. God damn it, they lost. (laughs) Well, the other Monday night game started a little later, but that didn't matter for Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. As the duo hooked up, they hit a touchdown early on in the game. Yeah, they hooked up. (laughs) And then Aaron Rodgers hooked up three more times with Tanyan, the tight end, Tanyan. Oh, Packers put up 30. And the Falcons, they had two pretty good touchdown drives, but it was too much. Aaron Rodgers, four and oh, they win. 30-16. The Falcons looked like they had bunions on their feet going against Tanyan. Bunions for Tunyons. And that was that was week four. Wow, that was a um miserable week four. All the way around. Not for me. No no marquee football games. The that one was that was Mark Four was uh had the spine ripped out of it as Cameron Newton um you know, got the COVID, probably hat shopping somewhere. <laughs> it, isn't it weird though that only Cam Newton has contracted COVID. They've had multiple tests after. So I, I, as of right now, they might come out like the Tennessee situation did last week where there's like 15 other people in the Patriots building that 
you know, ended up getting COVID. Yeah. And that would make more sense. But it's only, it seems like it's just Cam Newton. I texted you, I think, when it happened. I said, I bet you Nikhil Harry has it. Because those two seem pretty close. Um, what's his favorite? Oh, Doughboy. Because he likes them cheeks. <laughs> yes. That's what he, yes. Well, no, dude. I, I called it. Remember when they were working out uh, a couple months ago? I'm like, Nikhil Harry looks big. That's why, yes. he, that's why he's got the nickname. So, But I heard Cam Newton is asymptomatic. Yes, so how that works, I so what I've heard is... Scientists. Like, science. Um, <laughs> I think, so he has to wait another couple days, and if he's still asymptomatic, he then gets a COVID test, or he can get a COVID test, and I think that turns around on a Thursday. And for him to return, he needs two straight negative COVID tests. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the earliest he could be back is like Friday. I mean, that, but he's not going to be practicing it. Uh, who knows? I don't care. I'm throwing him in. Yeah. <laughs> but it is Denver. I don't. Yes, Denver. It is Rippin. I, Although um, Rippin, not too bad. Against the Jets. True. Yes. The, the New Jersey Jets. Right. Um. Yeah. No, I... Mm. Did you watch the whole game last night? New England? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um. How do you feel about the team outside of the the hot garbage of quarterback the defense played well the defense six points to the first three quarters and and that's how it usually is until andy reed and and mahomes you know figure it out but we'll we'll break down this game a little in depth we i we have a lot to talk about whether it's refereeing referee or (laughs) you know blown calls whistled dead this has happened two times in a row what do they call it two is a trend or quarterback flopping around on the sideline quarterback (laughs) flopping around on the sideline he's lebron but for the second week in a row we will open up the phone lines and and see who calls in matt what's the number again um, six one seven nine one one nine one 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 nine one one one. So let's see if anyone picks up on the line. And it looks like we have our first caller. Okay, so what's your name? Where are you from? Hi, it's Henry Quinlan. I'm from Fairfield, Connecticut. What's your take? Um, I won a fantasy. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Clap it up for Henry. Hang up on this kid. <laughs> Thank you. So, Henry, I feel like uh, your voice is familiar. It's not like we've spoken to you last week at all, but I forgot to ask you. This what... isn't your first time, and it's a, but it's been <laughs> no, a long I've, time. I've definitely called in before. First time, long time. Not first time, long time. Not first time, long time. <laughs> yes. What's the punishment in your league for we'll finishing last? We'll give you a last? Shakira coin. Um, we actually haven't discussed a punishment yet. But I am supposed to do the polar plunge in February. Aren't I still supposed to get my legs waxed or something like that for last year? Yeah, but I didn't do it. <laughs> but, you know, we got to hold up our end of the bargain. Otherwise, if we keep making promises and, and not going through with them, then, then, then what's this all for? But I'm- Actually, I, I volunteered to do a naked polar plunge during halftime of the Super Bowl. <laughs> As Ooh. an alternative. Ooh. Wow. That is some yeah. serious shrinkage right there. Oh, my God. Oh, you have no idea. Oh, boy. Right on the beach. Everyone will be watching you. Buns out and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so who got it done for you in fantasy this week? Who uh, Who is the culprit? Aaron Rodgers and Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper? Yeah, he had a big game. 
I mean, I feel like all of the Cowboys players score all of their fantasy points when they're losing by oh, yeah. triple digits. Yeah, when the game was, was tied 14-14, they did nothing. But as soon as they fell behind by like 20, as oh boy, the Cowboys as, picked it up. As soon as they were down by 27, it was like, <laughs> oh, all right, here we go. Got to try. <laughs> yes. Um, they should be 0-4 too, by the way. They should if Atlanta knew how to you know, keep a lead. But my, I, Henry, I won in both my leagues this week as well. It was a good day. Congrats. Thank you. So now I'm 2-2 two and two in one league. And one and three in the other. It was Odell Beckham Jr. getting it done for me. It was Aaron Jones who had a, had a decent day. He had a pretty decent day, yeah. Yeah, but the, uh, you're Aaron Rodgers, man. Four touchdowns, 300 yeah. yards. Yeah. I um, I was projected to lose by like 20 points. The kid I was playing had uh, Matt Ryan, Aaron Jones, and Calvin Ridley playing. And I only had... Aaron Rodgers. So it didn't look promising for me. No, I, I believe me. No. I, I was down the entire week. Cause of course I'm just waiting for Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones to play. And I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm going to need you guys to give me like 40 here. And then they gave me way more than that. So that was uh, yeah, very kind of them, but didn't Calvin Ridley have a bad day. Like, didn't he put up zero points or something like that? Or am I he, mistaken? Yeah, he did. He actually dropped a touchdown. Oh, man. Yeah. And then Matt Collins didn't... How was Matt Collins' day? You mean Matt Ryan? Exactly. Same person. <laughs> um, he had he had a very below average day, which was exactly what I needed. Well, here's the thing. I was also... Um, my fantasy lineup last night was I needed to make sure that Julio Jones didn't score eight more points than Todd Gurley, and I would have won. And I yeah. think, Henry, it helped you as well that Julio Jones went, once again, uh, MIA in the second half and he got hurt. And I think Todd Gurley ended up, uh, he got 19. And I who's who's undefeated in our league? Who's the only one undefeated in our league? Uh, the same person who's the commissioner and gave himself the first overall pick. This is not a oh, democracy. Yeah. This is a total, <laughs> total despotism. You know you need to despot. You know you need to lose the game in order for this to look somewhat fair. I mean, you know, you need to tank. Yes, I need to tank. Well, here's the thing: I haven't lost a game since I lost the number one overall pick. Christian McCaffrey. That's you know, I haven't lost That's a game. Neither of the Panthers. Yeah, no, I've and I didn't pick up Mike Davis, and I haven't given him to any of Matt Singer's shitty trade offers. So that's you know, well, you're in my world now. <laughs> Henry and I are in it for this week because guess who has a buy? Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, that bad man. Oh, they're already on the buy. Yep, they're already on a yep. bye. That terrible week five bye, which is almost useless because they're all well-rested. Yeah, true. Yep. So who, who's your back? Who's your replacement option for Aaron Rodgers? Deshaun Watson. So oh, boy. Oh, God. Not, I mean, he puts up like 20 points for me. You, I, can, you can pencil that in. God, I mean, what can you expect from Deshaun Watson? His coach just got fired. So either, you know, you're right. He might have a really good game because his coach just got fired or he'll, they'll have no idea what they're going to do on offense because I'm pretty sure Bill O'Brien still called the plays in, in his, Houston. His offensive line does not do anything. It always seems like he's 
in the pocket, running away from like four defenders. It's it's tough to watch. I don't think they run him enough. If that makes sense, I I think that does because remember yeah. when he played New England last year, they had they had him moving around. Well, they had yeah. that misdirection, and he scored the I, touchdown, and then did the guitar celebration. I think it they they tried to make him too much of a pocket passer. Um, and he's more in that he's like the closest comp to Patrick Mahomes right now in terms of like the young up and coming quarterbacks. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the closest comp to Patrick Mahomes, but in terms of their like peers, you know, wouldn't you agree? It's it's Mahomes and Watson, not Lamar Jackson. I agree with Mahomes. that. Yeah, but I agree. Some there, there's part of me, and after just watching both, because the Monday night games, right? You had Mahomes play first, and then you had Aaron Rodgers play. Right. Part of me right. sees Aaron Rodgers play and I'm I'm thinking that there are still some things Aaron Rodgers does which I don't think Mahomes does. Like like read a defense. Read the defense and I'm I'm telling you the way that Rodgers does that three quarters throw the flick and the flick where he points his like finger at the end. That spiral is is incredibly tight. All the two he threw two out of the three touchdowns to Tanyan where I mean, they were just right on the money. The spiral didn't move at all. There was zero wobble. To and then, be fair, I could have probably hit Tanya too. Did you see some of the... Well, there's uh, one here where he was wide open because he got tackled and then got up. Well, there's a couple other plays where they were all wide open. I don't know. Henry, did you watch much of the, the Monday night game last night? Did you I s- caught the fourth quarter. Okay, because there was, a, there was a play at the end of the first half where... Um, I, I forget. I think he hit like number 86 on like a fourth and two, like within yep. under two minutes. And then they went back and diagrammed the whole play. Everyone was wide open. And Tanyan was wide open in the flat. Uh, Valdez Scantling, uh, the defender, of course, fell down. Um, and then the 86 was wide open as well. There were three guys that Rogers could have thrown to. I mean, it didn't really matter where he's going. Me, he just you, wanted to show off how good he is. Right. It didn't matter. Like, to see, you know, you could have hit all three yeah but but there's something about that that (laughs) flick in the spiral he is extremely accurate right it's insane yeah Mahomes can throw it 80 yards but is he throwing it 80 yards where that spirals perfect with no wobble we've seen Aaron Rodgers hit the roof of the dome in Detroit on a Hail Mary is this a crazy thing to ask would that Chiefs offense be better right now with Aaron Rodgers because you see Aaron Rodgers, he only has Devontae Adams out there. And he scored. That's a hot take. I mean, he only has Devontae Adams out there. I know he has a couple good running backs, but look at what Mahomes has. I'd say no just because of scheme, because of what. Oh, uh, you, you got, you got it, jet motion this way, and yeah, you got you, the dipsy do up this way, and they're going to shuffle pass it to the fullback. Rodgers doesn't like all those gizmos where you have 10 he people. Do you watch some of the, the plays that they run in Green Bay? It's literally like run a slant. Everybody yes. just runs slants and then have them run around. It's pretty much the same yes. thing they have with Mahomes. You know, run 10 yards, stop, turn around, Aaron right. Rodgers, Rodgers will throw it into your stomach, catch it, fall down. Right. It works. It, exactly, think, it works. I mean, Aaron Rodgers hasn't thrown an interception all year. I think, and Mahomes yep. could have easily thrown. Should well, have, McCourty should, should have had that pick, right? J.C. Jackson should have the pick. On the oh, that, that's two right there. And then there's the other one that should have been a pick. Yeah. I didn't the, the, watch that game. I only heard that Brian Hoyer forgot how many timeouts he had. Yeah, that was Hoyer really, the Destroyer. That was really fun. <laughs> um, super great. Yeah. I love that. And you know, there, there's not many rules that you have if you, um, you know, if you're down at the goal line, you're in field goal range, and you have no timeouts, 
really the only rule is don't take a sack. Don't let the clock run. The same rule that Matt Ryan had in Super Bowl 51. Don't take a sack here, Matt. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then he takes a sack. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Henry, uh, what, what do you have on your docket for this coming uh, fantasy fantasy week? Are there any hot takes you have? Any any pressing decisions? Um, well, I'm slated to start Leonard Fournette right now, but he was out last week. They're Didn't you start Burkhead? Yeah, I had Burkhead start yesterday. I mean, he didn't do much. No. It, it, it's. I tell this all the time. It's so difficult to play a New England running back because you have no idea yeah. who's going to play. I feel like there's this, like seven of them. I feel like this year, though, it's a little bit easier to just pick one and just roll with it because you know James White's going to catch five balls a game. Yeah, so and White you, know, you can slot in for like nine points. Right, and and Burkhead's going to get a decent amount. He's going to get a Not good Not yesterday. I know, but like in general, I feel like you can just kind of throw one out there this year because they're running the ball left and right, and that's they have no receivers. But let's say Sony Michelle's active next week. He's and, on IR. Oh, you're for two more weeks now. Right, and so, I, I just scooped up Damian Harris. So if, if Harris has two more good weeks and then we get to Harris ran better than Michelle ever did. Did you see like Michelle would get hit and then he'd be like done for like two yards. There yes. were times where it was small and mom listening at home, you probably don't care, but Harris would get hit and then he'd probably like churn his legs and pick up another three yards, which as a Patriots fan, that's good. But I don't know. Henry, do you, so who you're uh, slated to start uh, Leonard Fournette on a Thursday night? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. I heard um, he was. Was it today? I maybe it was last week, but he was limited or didn't even participate in the Monday walkthrough. I so if Fournette is active, and again, you have to go game time decision here. I would say it's a smart move to start him because it's a Thursday night. The game is in right. Chicago. I don't think Chicago's offense is anything special. Tampa Bay is going to have the ability to keep the ball on the ground and just be like, all right, it's a Thursday night. Let's get through this one. Let's ground and pound. Let's churn through it. It's not like they're going to fall down 17 like they did to the Chargers and have to throw it every time, and then Brady throws five touchdowns. Chicago's offense isn't anything that you have to worry to keep up with. So this could be a heavy running attack. Here's well, the, they do have Allen Robinson. Well, here's one good. thing. One other thing about the Buccaneers' offense: uh, Mike Evans and OJ Howard are questionable for this game, and Evans didn't practice at all yesterday. I, I, I think they're just keeping Evans out uh, to heal up. I think Howard's well, not going to play. Howard's not going to play, but I think Evans will. But yeah, I, I would, I would, I would feel comfortable starting Fournette. Obviously, if he is active. Yes. Yeah, that's my plan. Yeah, I mean, and, and then at least for my team, I have to like what we talked about. I have to find a fill in for Rogers. I have to find an, a fill in for Aaron Jones. Are you gonna drop Gronk? I, see, I started Rob Gronkowski last week, and he gave me <laughs> really. Yeah, because <laughs> my backup tight end was Evan Ingram. Right. Okay. And so it was. I had started. You know, he put up more than Gronk this game, but for the first three weeks of the season, Evan Ingram was disappointing. And then I'm like, all right, I have Gronk on my bench. Let me give him a shot here. He put up three point nine. I won. It's not like I'm upset, 
but I just uh, acquired George Kittle. So uh, he had in a trade, quite the game. Yeah. So yeah. tell me that this is uh, worth it for a trade. I gave up Josh Jacobs, and I get Kittle, and I get Jerry Judy. I I think that's pretty good for me because my tight end position was was nothing. If Kittle could actually, you know, do that week in and week out, then that's a great trade. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. Henry, um, any any last thoughts on some on on fantasy, on football, on 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 baseball, on life? We uh, we'd love to hear it. The Yankees got lucky last night. You think? <laughs> yeah. What about? They remembered how to hit a home run. <laughs> yeah, my God! Did you see? Did you see that one ball that Garrett Cole threw to Higashio or whatever? And like he got crossed up and barely caught a curveball. Yes, but that was called a ball, right? Was it? I. Th- I mean, it was a horrible frame job. It looked like our dear friend Barnstein. It did, but you know, Butel would be the first one to say it doesn't matter about the frame job. It matters if it crossed the three-dimensional zone or not, and that one did. Well, I mean, that was that was when we were in eighth grade. The major leagues is a little bit different. If Butel was umpiring, he would be uh, whispering behind <laughs> his hand to Garrett Cole, saying, "Dixie, Dixie plus two. But um, game two, I don't, I don't even who's who's pitching for game two for the Yankees. Are they having? I don't think they're Tanaka? having Tanaka go. I think they're having. Uh, aren't they having that Davy guy go? Garcia. Oh, is that that? Is that the new guy? Yeah, I think it is. The sidearm-looking guy. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, who who knows? But that's a mistake. I don't think he's good. They need playoff Tanaka. They do. Well, playoff Tanaka got screwed over last week. He, he did. Gave up. He gave up that run, and then they immediately called a rain delay. I mean that that did f him up. It, it's it's yeah hard to do that. And and then he comes back in. And it's the first inning still. I mean, that that's that's really frustrating. So, you know, yeah, I, in normal situations. Yeah, exactly. The win's the most important stat. What's Espe- your take on the Padres and Dodgers? Uh, I I I I don't know. I really have no idea. What do you think? You got you 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 give me yours first. I am rooting for the Padres, even though I hate Manny Machado. I love Fernando Tatis Jr. I like him too. A Rod loves him. He says he's the up and coming guy. Um, I'm with you. I don't really like Machado either. I know uh, Brendan Cummins loves Machado and emulates him. Right. So Machado destroyed Pedroia's knee, so that's why I hate him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Machado's not a likable guy, but Tatis Jr. looks uh, looks pretty good. He's 21. He's younger than me. Oh, boy. What what am I doing with my life? Yeah, how is BU going to help me get in the NBA? Like, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell is, what am I doing now? We just we need to try out for the XFL when it restarts in 2021. Oh, or 2022. Didn't, didn't The Rock buy that? He did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
So XFL is back. So, uh, yeah, we'll be playing football in about uh, a year's time. I'll try out. I don't care. Why not? Exactly. All right, Henry, we thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure to call in again. Of course, I'm so glad that when we, whenever we open up the phone lines, you're just the first caller, and uh, yeah, love I'm to- anxiously <laughs> waiting to join this. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Henry, uh, have a great rest of your Tuesday. You too, guys. Thank you. All right, talk to you later. And that was uh, Henry Quinlan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you know, every single week or every single show for the last couple of weeks, we've had a, uh, a certain segment. We have? A certain segment on the show. Did and we? the viewers at home have really, really taken to it. So, Matt. Yes. Football. I have some questions for Matt. Some might call them quick hits. I've got movement down there. Although some of them aren't quick hits. But I will still ask you nonetheless. Okay. Are OBJ and Baker on good terms yet? Sure. Should Adam Gase be fired? Sure. Whose fault is it in Dallas? Jerry. Jerry? And whose fault is it in Chicago? Patrick Mahomes. Was firing Bill O'Brien the right move in Houston? Uh, Last January, yes. (laughs) And are the New York football giants in big trouble playing football? Um... But that happened like two weeks ago. Here's a non-quick hit. Give me the top three teams in the NFL right now. Uh, number one, uh, Patriots with Cam Newton. Number two, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Number three, the Buffalo Bills. And what was the worst call? The Nikhil Harry out-of-bounds call of 2019? The Travis Kelsey fumble blown dead of 2019? Or the Mahomes whistled down on a sack of last night? Uh, the Nikhil Harry out of bounds, I'll still go with. Uh, the, the Kelsey fumble, at least they overturned it and gave him a fumble. I know the, the, the Harry out of bounds play happened on this drive where they got the ball from the Travis Kelsey uh, blown dead. And they would have scored a touchdown. That was a touchdown. The, the Holmes uh, whistled down. They ended up driving down the field and still getting into the red zone. Last two quickly. What's the verdict on Carson Wentz? He Good. blows. And is Aaron Rodgers an MVP talk? Yes. That was fun. That was Matt's quick hits. Yes, it sucks and blows. Matt's quick hits. Wow, we were at two fifteen out of two sixteen on the music video. That was perfect timing. You talk about impeccable performance. I'm just my performance. My the first two minutes of my performances are always just impeccable. Absolutely. <laughs> and after that, you fall off a cliff like Max Kellerman. After, after that, I only give a shit what happens. <laughs> <laughs> So let's start with breaking down some football games. Like we said at the onset of the show, we'll break down, of course, the Pats, the Bucks, the Bills. 
And then by popular demand, the 49ers and the Eagles, and then the Cowboys and the Browns. So, Matt, I'll give you first word on the Patriots and Chiefs last night. What are your thoughts? Um, so, I'd be lying if I thought that um, the Patriots at any point had a, a shot of actually pulling that off, um, given their quarterback situation. However, the – and, like – People are going to talk about that um, the screw up with the Mahomes fumble interception thing. I'm more pissed at um, the fact that they're secondary. The Patriots, uh, McCourty dropped that pick early in the game. Yes, he did. Imagine if the Patriots picked off Mahomes' first deep pass on the first drive, and uh, McCourty had room to run. Say they got the ball at the fifty, that would have changed the whole game. I mean, it was still like their defense gave up six points through the, pretty much the first three quarters. Um, they, they played just great. They, uh, um, Roma was showing how, you know, they're dropping back. They're making sure Mahomes doesn't roll out too much. Of course he picks up a couple first downs with his legs. Less than but, other weeks we've seen. Right. Um, Chase Winovich with another big play. I felt like they, at the very beginning of the game, they bent, but did not break to use a overblown cliche. Right. Do you not agree? Um, and if I'm a Patriots uh, defensive player, I am just uh, infuriated at Brian Hoyer for um, destroying their defensive effort. They, in like, say you put Cam Newton in that game and everything else is the same, you could have said they drove down twice where uh, Hoyer screwed up at the end of the first half yep. and then he got strip sacked. Say they got 10 points out of that. Say they kicked a field goal in one of those and they. Uh, scored a touchdown on the other one. I mean, the one at the end of the first half, that wasn't going to be a touchdown. I feel like if you had... They they ran the ball. Hoyer threw that ball the, Well, they couldn't run the ball. It was there. They had no timeout, so it was going to be Hoyer passing it into the end zone. No, but they ran on that set of downs. They ran it on first down when they had no timeouts. I, don't, I forget, but they still they ran the ball. Second down, he threw it out to the flat to James White, who just got blown up, and they lost like two yards, and the clock kept running. That was the dumbest play of them all. And then, obviously, you got strip-sacked to kill the whole drive. Yep. So, obviously, they left three points on the board. That should have been... They should have been tied at that point. They should have 6-6. Six, six. And then they could have easily been up 9-6 to six or 6-9, six to nine, um, which would have been awesome against the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Um, I feel like if Newton was in that game, the way they were running the ball, too, they ran for almost 200 yards. Obviously, they could have thrown the ball better. Um given the fact that their tight end is glacial and Julian Edelman cannot catch footballs. That's the biggest issue. He needs to learn how to catch. Their offensive line was out. David Andrews was starting center. Shaq Mason, starting right guard. They lost their left tackle, Isaiah Wynn, for a minute, and they lost their right tackle. Numenor. Yes, to migraines for a minute. <laughs> Which So they were out. Four of their starting offensive linemen at one point. And then they still ran for how many yards? Uh, 185. Pretty impressive. Pretty pretty good clip. Um, Chris Jones was out, so I guess that that does make a big difference. However, you know, it kind of evens out still to the Patriots' favor. Um, yeah, no. I felt like uh, McDaniels called a good game. Agreed. It was just... Belichick had a phenomenal defensive game plan for Mahomes. It's just like, can you... If they caught that... If the biggest play, the biggest misplay was J.C. Jackson dropping that pick, because that was the drive where they it was thirteen to ten. They went down, scored a touchdown. Then it was nineteen to ten on that drive. But if Jackson picked off that ball around the goal line, they would have, you know, 
I think the McCourty one could have been a tone setter too, though. I know, but still, they only gave up six points after that for the most part. You know what I mean? You know, but we saw it last year too, right? First drive for Mahomes, he was intercepted. Right. Yeah, it was, but they lost. I'm so, and look at Mahomes' stat line. You look at it and be like, well, he played a decent game. He had over 100 quarterback rating. Yeah. Was Mahomes actually that good? No. no. But again, it's against the Belichick defense. So. I know, but people are going to look at that stat line in eight weeks and be like, oh, he played well. Did, yeah. he, did he actually play well? No, I, I don't think so. No. He just he should have had three picks, at least two. Yeah. Got strip sacked. I don't know what the hell he was trying to do on that strip sack. I don't know. Either. He was trying to make, he was, he literally, that was the dumbest thing. Um, if Cam Newton was playing in that game, would the Patriots have won that football game? All right, mom. What, what, what is go, this going on? We got you. an ad. Shut up, mom. If Cam Newton was playing this game. So part of me hesitates. They wouldn't have had those blunders. I, I don't think. Their offense However, would have run far more efficiently. They would have been much more efficient. They would have run the ball even better. Too. However, I will say. Kansas City's offensive attack would have been different, knowing that it was Cam Newton, knowing that if if New England kept putting up points, then Mahomes would have started slinging it a lot more than just 29 times. You, Maybe you've he seen Mahomes, picked. <laughs> but we've seen Mahomes. He's been able to go into shootouts, right? right? Whether it was in 2018 and he was held to nine in the first half. Or, but then he, he he puts up 40 by the end of the game. Or AFC Championship shut out in the first half, ends up putting up 31 in the right. second. Or even last year, when they got up like 17 points and it was about to be a blowout, right. you know? Um, the most encouraging sign of this whole game, though, um, were the offensive defensive lines for the Patriots. Obviously, the offensive line. Because did you really see either quarterback like that heavily pressured. I know that they got it was strip sack and the sack at the end of the half, but those yeah. are both on the quarterback. Um, they were able to run the ball. It didn't really look like the quarterbacks were pressured that much. And then defensively, my did I tell you the the whole defensive game plan, which is GTFB, get the fuck back and make sure nothing gets past you, right? So I wanted McCordy to be off the screen every single like before every single snap. Yeah, I didn't. I wanted him to have his heels on the ten yard line. Um and. Kansas City really wasn't able to run the ball that well. You know? They No, you're you're right. You know, they they did a pretty good job against Hilaire. Um, I was willing to say, you know, let Kansas City run for 150 yards and kind of run the ball like that and take the ball out of Mahomes' hands. But they they did a pretty damn good job. And they what? They gave up 19 points. Yeah. That I was thinking, like, all right, you gotta get to like 30, right? Kansas City's gonna put up 27. I know they put up 26, but if you took the two interceptions, the McCourty one and the J.C. Jackson one that should have been picked, and the Edelman dropout, Kansas City would have 10 points. You know? Yeah. Mahomes, Mahomes throw you a couple balls. You're supposed to catch them. If you catch them, I, you're right. 10 points against Kansas City? My, my concluding thoughts on this game, I think that, Edelman's drops are becoming an issue. And we've been able to live with him in the past because he catches 100 and he gets targeted like 160 times. Did you see him at all in the first quarter? No. Did you notice he wasn't? He, they didn't play. I think they only play him like third downs in the yep, first half. Exactly. So now Edelman's getting, you know, he's catching three balls a game and he's dropping two balls a game 
is a lot different than when you're getting, you know, last year if he was targeted 14 times a game and, you know, dropped one or two. and That first drop was going to be a killer too. Yes. If not for Gunner. So Edelman has led the league in drops before. Right. And he probably will again, but this time with far less production. So Right. Last year he got targeted 150 times in yeah. the league. So it's... Edelman's going to be an issue. All right. So New England lost. They got Denver next week. I think we'll break that down on who, Thursday. Okay. Friday. Friday. I was going to say, uh, who played, who's the better quarterback in that game? Hoyer or Stidham? Or who's the shittier one? <laughs> um, Hoyer, just because of the, the mental mistakes. You wouldn't expect that from Hoyer. You would expect those mistakes from Stidham. I thought Stidham played okay. Yeah. That first pick was not his fault. The second one, Bird was open. He just kind of... Birdman. 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 So the Patriots receiving core, my final thoughts, mm. that's the most uh, alarming part. Uh, Edelman, their number one receiver, is shot. Um, Harry needs to get a little bit more physical. I think Birdman is a decent number three, number four receiver. Yep. They need uh, one more piece. I'm, I'm with you. Maybe Galladay or uh, Kenny Stills. Or who's going for Giants, Jets. I'm not trading for Golden Tate, and the Jets aren't trained with you. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Well, next game on the docket, and 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 this one was, I was watching this so fantastic. This was great. Which the one? Buccaneers, ah, Chargers. I was watching it too. Exactly. Brady had some nice tackles in that game. Yeah. Nice punts. He did. He had some good kick returns too. You know, Brady was all over the field, but. Tom fell down 17 points at home. The turning point of the game was Justin Herbert and the muffed read option play near the end of the uh, first half, which gave Brady the chance to narrow the lead from 24 to 7 yep. to 24 to 14. If you're the Chargers and Anthony Lynn, you have a rookie quarterback. Take a knee, get into the half, you're up 24 7. Instead, Brady says, no, no, let's make it 24 14. And at that point, 24 to 14 is not difficult for Brady to come back from no. in the second half. And in the second half, he had a perfect passer rating. I think he went 15 of 18. So, yeah, he threw the pick six. And I admit that's the second time on an outbreaking route in the direction of Justin Watson or he's missed it to the inside. And when you're facing zone coverage and the defender is looking right at him and he doesn't look him off at all, Brady was literally staring down Justin Watson and said, let me try and get this ball in here. And and I, I don't know why bad, first of all, poor choice of throwing it there. Second of all, if he did want to really throw it there, you know, you just got to miss it. Um, I would say high into the sideline if you do miss it. Yes. He, he just missed it, uh, you know, inside again. Second time we saw it against New Orleans. Um, I, I'd say encouraging thoughts from uh, Mike Evans. He was injured, and he still had a very, very good game. Ronald Jones picked up the slack for Leonard Fournette. Um, you know, Brady, for the first time in his career, threw five touchdowns to five different guys, which I thought was really impressive. So, five guys. Five guys. 43 years old. Again, I know I'm biased a lot, but besides the pick six, I mean, he had a perfect pass rate in the second half. I, I really liked what I saw from Brady, and he has been improving every week just as the Buccaneers have been improving every week. So, I, I mean, I like for what I saw from the Buccaneers game. Yes. 
Should we uh, talk about Buffalo for our fans in Western New York? Yes, in in the Death Star. In the Death So, again, we keep saying it every week, or at least I do. I say, this will be a good test for Buffalo. So they did it against the Rams. Yes. Okay. Now they've done it against the Raiders. Yes. I mean, they really won 30 to... 16 because the last touchdown came in in in, in raider garbage time so right. of course Derek carr had a, a garbage time stat line which was you know throwing for over 302 touchdowns but again i made a josh allen breakdown video for folks at home but just to sum up his play stefan diggs is making such a huge impact and josh allen's playing well but the Diggs effect is incredible because I don't know if you saw that touchdown to Cole Beasley where he went head over heels. Yeah. That happened. Cole Beasley got open because all Stephon Diggs was ran into the flat and both defenders went to Diggs. And then Cole Beasley's like, I think he was a, he was about to run like a three-way option route. And then he's like, no one's on me. And then he's just like, put the ball on me. Josh Allen did. And then, and then boom, touchdown. Yeah. So uh, encouraging from Buffalo, the Raiders, if you look in aggregate, they're two and two, which isn't terrible. But f- they started off two and zero, oh, so two and two is disappointing, right? As a whole, you know, Buffalo four and zero. Oh, they got Kansas City coming up in two weeks' time. Kansas City, by the way, I think plays three games in ten days. Yes, they they play a marathon of schedule. So Buffalo's got Tennessee next. I think the Raiders have Kansas City next. Yep. So. <laughs> They got it. Buffalo's got to win against Tennessee. And then, boy, that Thursday night game, Buffalo, Kansas City, should be a lot of fun. Yes. By popular demand, the folks at home did want us to talk about the Cowboys and the Browns. What do you see from that? Just besides. How about them uh, Cowboys? Besides just the blowout, right? (laughs) And then the Cowboys put up garbage time stats. Uh, Both teams suck. Um, Yeah, no, I still am not totally sold on the Browns. Um, what they, what more do you need to see? Them more beat, consistency. Just beat like a real team. I need to see uh, how many how many passes did uh, Baker throw? You ask phenomenal questions, but not nearly as many as Dakota Prescott. No, who put it up nearly fifty times. No, I feel like uh, yeah, uh, Baker threw it oh, thirty times. I mean, I don't know. They the best ball came from Jarvis Landry. That's true. He said his lat was sore, as almost as if he threw ninety uh, or nine innings in a baseball game. Yeah. So that that was funny. You know, funny thing from Jarvis Landry right um, there. The how many yards did the Cleveland Browns rush for? <laughs> uh, maybe uh, three hundred. So if the Cleveland Browns man can rush for three hundred yards every week, I think they're looking good. I think they'll be. I think they'll be in uh, good shape. Recipe um, for success: no, no interceptions by Baker Mayfield, and then run for three hundred yards. Yes. I mean, you're going to win every time. I, I, Odell himself almost ran for more yards than the uh, the uh, the Cowboys did. Um, thank God that Jerry spent all that money on uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Such good money to spend on a running back. Um, yeah, the moral of the story is... Let's seek eat. The moral of the story is the Dallas Cowboys defense um, is hideous. Might be the worst defense in the league. It I very mean, really, well could. Really think about it. Well, Mike McCarthy's their coach. Does he ever focus on He's defense? He's a boob. 
Um, he's a poor man's Andy Reid. He has the Cheesecake Factory menu play sheet in front of him. Yeah, and he doesn't. Eat, he, he doesn't have Coach Spags to bail him out on defense. So just as we talk about how Mahomes, Rogers, Watson, kind of like in the same realm of quarterbacks, we talk about coaches and what kind of coaches are out there. Yeah, and we talk about Andy Reid, Matt Nagy, um, Mike McCarthy, all with the Cheesecake Factory menu. They're the they're the type of quarterback or the type of coach will, that will, uh, while the defense is out there, they're just going to talk to the quarterback. They're not going to actually watch the football game. They're no. just kind of they're just going to kind of not remember defense at all. That's almost reverse Belichick, right? The the offense can score a, a touchdown. Meanwhile, Belichick. Gives a little glance over and then goes back to talking to the defense sitting on the bench. Right. It helps when you have Tom Brady. Also, it, it helps when you have the highest paid offensive coordinator, non-head coach in the league, and Josh McDaniels. I mean, jo- Josh has been great. I, yeah, mean, I mean, think that, about what he's had to deal with. I mean, this past game against the Chiefs, did McDaniels call a bad game? Where There were plays where I was like, okay, like it's easy throw. There's a, I, there was a couple clear-out routes where it's like, oh, White's open, like, underneath yep picks up 15 you see him motion out of the backfield and then he just cuts in they ran the ball really well against a team that i think was very much prepared to stop the run Mm -hmm. um yeah no but these other coaches i i think bruce arians is in that mold but he's a complete idiot uh you look at the buccaneers and how poorly coached they are the cowboys once again um yeah it doesn't even matter i mean dak prescott throws for 500 yards but it's all in junk time garbage time yeah, unbelievable. Twenty four in the fourth quarter. All is you're going to look at him. He's going to come up for, uh, in time for a contract, and, he, and then be, show these numbers. He's going to be throw, he's going to literally going to throw for like fifty five hundred yards. Look what I did. Thirty five forty touchdowns. He'd be like, wow. And then they're going to go seven and nine. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you got to ask yourself, like, did, did, did I don't know? <laughs> I know. And then, okay, so that was. However, they are half a game out of first place in that division. Incredible. You know, and who leads that division? It's the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles who took on the JV 49ers. The JV 49ers on Sunday night. And again, I took a look at this game beforehand and I'm like, uh, it's not a great Sunday night game. You know, obviously they they took this one because they thought it was going to be Garoppolo against a the high flying Eagles. And right. sure, that would have been good. This game turned out to be pretty good. And CJ Beathard. In the fourth quarter, I know for the 49ers, he almost let him back. Yeah, that ball was tipped around a little bit in the end zone. Yeah, and- I was just kind of like, eh, if Mullins didn't throw that pick six, that would be a whole different ball. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. it, it I, and the Eagles just have nothing to throw to, too. And I say that about the uh, the um, Packers, but Carson Wentz also just kind of sucks now. Yep. He'll just run around and make some plays, but still it's just not, I don't know. He'll have one How about play that, that I, will make the fans think, oh, wow, he's he'll, really he'll, good. He, like he ran for a touchdown. We're like, cool, he could do that. And Or the, the deep 42-yard touchdown to yeah. Fergum. It'd be like neat, and then he'll just throw a bunch of garbage out there to make mm-hmm. you forget about it. I just like that Ayuk, who's the guy who hurdled? Yeah, that you're right. I you. I I can't do that. No, I can't either. I can't. That was pretty cool. That was pretty neat. If only the Patriots had a guy like that, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, you know what I find funny when they show Nick Mullins after he gets benched, just holding his shoulder pads with his helmet on and upset, kind of like uh, Brian Hoyer. Yes. So every time uh, Bethard completed a pass, they just pan over to Mullins sulking. 
every time Stidham, like when Stidham threw the Nikhil Harry fade, it went straight it immediately to Hoyer, to Hoyer to on the bench. Caillou standing there with a the pout on the bench. Yeah. I know, and they're like, "Ah, he uh, <laughs> he's upset." But uh, you know, last takeaway from this 49er game, George Kittle, yes, in insanity, right. fifteen catches, the superior, superior tight end. He's better than Kelsey. Yeah. Way better. Where was I mean, he had that one big play outside of that. Kelsey was MIA for the most part. You're right. Just that one play against Jawan and, Williams. And Hill really didn't do that much that, you know? And because that's the strategy that Belichick plays. He plays one cover, and then he basically has, you know, if, if, if Hill goes deep, he'll have someone pick up Hill. Otherwise than that, I think there it's was, just Gilmore Jones. Was on that first almost picked by McCourty. I think Gilmore was pretty much like in Hill's hip pocket. There was still time. I like Jones on, on Hill more. There was that one play like in the first, I think it was the first quarter. I think it was the first like um, third down stop. The Patriots. When Jones laid out. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty good coverage. And they almost completed it. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that uh, the only touchdown passes Mahomes through were the two yard shuffle passes. The, the, once again, that you or I could have thrown. Yeah. Um, Shocker. We can complete a pass in Andy Reid's offense. Yeah. It was. So, I, Alex Smith was able to do that. He was, yeah. you know, for now four years in a row, the Chiefs have started off four and zero, four and zero. So, who do we have Thursday night? We have Tom Brady against the Chicago Bears. So, time for game picks. I mean, I think everyone uh, knows where I'm going to go with this. Tampa Bay is favored by five and a half. I think they cover over unders forty four and a half. So, the only question, I could see this being. Uh, 27, 20, just cause it's, you know, they're on the road, 27, 20. So Matt, help me out with math here. That's 47 points. Yes. There you go. So that's the over Tampa uh, Bay covers. I, I take Chicago to cover, but not when, and I'll take the over. Cause I think Tampa's banged up. I think they're banged up, but you know, short week, look who they have. They're going on the road. They have not that they got Tom Brady. I know they have Tom Brady. I'm just saying that might be a little closer than you think. Beautiful weather in Chicago for October. Yes. 68 degrees. So close. The sun won't be out because it'll be at 820. Correct. And let's go. Let's. The tickets are low as $211. Let's get some seats, man. Yeah. I know. Can't wait. So that's Thursday night. I have Tom Brady winning. You have Tom Brady winning. Yes. And uh, all is going to be right in the world. Exactly. All will be right. Should we uh, just give a Minshew man for for the folks at home? Yes. My Minshew man, I mean, come on. He threw five touchdowns. Of course. My Minshew he man. He threw of the, six touchdowns. He threw six touchdowns. My Minshew man of the week, Tom Brady. Who, you know, who throws six touchdowns to six different guys? I don't know. Tom Brady does. Um, my Minshew man is uh, Julio Jones for, uh, once again, being overrated and injured all the time uh, and winning me my fantasy league. Also, your Gunner guy? Gunner guy of the week, Gunner Olszewski, for picking up a Julian Edelman drop. Uh, that was mine. So I'm going to go with Caillou for uh, being just good enough for the Patriots to keep him in mm -hmm. for too long, but suck enough to totally just absolutely derail any chance of them winning. <laughs> <laughs> he was the worst possible level of suck, which is not enough to like totally be like, get this guy out of here, but enough to like fuck everything up. And that's the show. And that's the show. And we'll see you Friday. Until next time, children.
Do you like Cher? I love Cher. What would you do if you could turn back time? If I could turn back time. Oh. If I could find a way. I'd take back those words that'll hurt you. And you'd stay. I don't know why I did the things I did. With I no strange love. Apparently a porn star commented on my Josh Allen video. A former roommate liked it. Or this is just a robot. Robot. Boobs. Back in time, back time. If I could find a way. Anyways, until next time. Until next time, kids.